We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. The usual news and notes to get to. But first, Al, can you follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready as well. Just say to your Alexa enabled unit, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and bingo, there you go. You get to hear the show right from there. The Stereo MCs and Connected. This has to be one of my favorite. I mean, they label it as a hip hop rap album. Uh, I guess that's what it is. Uh, I discovered these guys back in 1992, a place I was working for called Radio Free New York with Kurt Chaplin and Jimmy Buff. And basically the format was we played music, you know, privately. If we liked it, we put it on the radio. Very simple. We were on three hours a day. We went up against uh, the old WNEWFM, uh, the place where Rock lived at one point, uh, K-Rock as well, uh, against Howard Stern. Yes, that Howard Stern. And um, we were successful for about a year and a half. Uh, it was a lot of fun. First time I got to do, uh, I had an on-air, on-air role on the radio station. And if you think there was an accent there, there was, because there was quite a, uh, a Staten Island uh, accent during my sports reports. But anyway, um, Stereo MCs was one of those bands that we started playing, connected the, um, the title track. Um, what else did we play? Step It Up. Uh, which was a great video, uh, and a bunch of different things. So we're going to play some stuff from Stereo MCs during the show today. I just rediscovered the album and uh, really wanted to jump into it uh, on this week's program. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Sean McNulty, he's the host of the Selling Craft Beer podcast, will join me. I met him at the kickoff to the New York City Beer uh, Week at the Brooklyn Expo about two weeks ago and had really such a great chat with him. Uh, that I wanted to have him on uh, to join me to talk beer news, you know, et cetera. He does a great little podcast, gives you all the beer news that you need in six minutes. Um, but uh, Facebook.com slash Selling Craft Beer is the page for more info that you can check out Selling Craft Beer. Sean's going to join me in about 20 minutes from now. I'm also going to discuss, probably in the next segment, I went to um, this uh, documentary that came out back on March 1st called Beers of Joy. Yes, it's produced in part by Anheuser-Busch InBev, uh, Popular Mechanics, a couple of others. And it takes you on a journey of beer, uh, how, sort of a, a beginning of how beer was created. Uh, you follow one brewer's journey to Germany uh, to learn how to make uh, sours and Berliner Weisses. Uh, you follow the journey of two other people who are going for their master Cicerone license. 
And then you follow uh, the journey of another gentleman who cooks with beer. He's a home brewer, but also cooks, uh, you know, different things with beer and how he recreates um, a colonial beer and then does a dinner with people set in colonial times to kind of emulate what had gone on in the in the 16th, uh, 1600s when uh, the pilgrims came uh, to the New World. Very cool. And, yes, I know I'm going to get criticism. Oh, H-A-B-M. It's a movie about beer. Take it for what you will. Yes, there are AB InBev influences. Obviously, they sponsor it, part of it. And there are people there that work for AB InBev that are in the movie. But it was a very, very fun documentary at a very cool, funky place in Brooklyn. So I'll get into that in our next segment. But we've got some news and notes to get to here. Uh, Some Connecticut Brewer news, a new budget proposal that could uh, slice the excise tax in half in Connecticut. Uh, Brewers cautiously optimistic in Connecticut about a tax change that Governor Ned Lamont's two-year spending plan, um, this from the Hartford Business Journal, it will reduce the state's alcohol excise tax at craft breweries by 50%. Um, While breweries and other alcoholic retailers pay traditional sales taxes, they're also subject to an alcohol excise tax of 24 cents per gallon of beer sold, or about $7.20 per barrel. Governor Lamont's measure, if it's approved, would cut the existing excise tax down to 12 cents per gallon, or three sixty per barrel. So that would cut it in half. Um, more, Just about 50 million gallons of beer were produced in Connecticut in 2018. That's according to the Connecticut Department of Revenue Service's latest annual report. That beer generated over $11.4 million in alcohol excise tax revenues for the state. State breweries' growth is ranked among the top 10 nationally, according to the Boulder, Colorado-based Brewers Association, which represents more than 70 brewers in Connecticut. So you're talking about cutting that from $11.4 million to, you know, just a little, what, about close to $6 million? You're cutting that in half? It's a good idea. Let's see if it actually works. Uh, as soon as we get more on that from the Connecticut uh, legislature, uh, we will pass that along to you. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Wildwood Beer Fest, it's a beer tasting event to celebrate the art of locally brewed craft beer, uh, is in its fifth year of, um, of festival uh, going. This is, uh, we'll, this is at Fox Park Ocean Avenue between East Burke and East Montgomery Avenues in Wildwood. A hundred plus brews, a commemorative tasting cup, live tunes, delicious food, craft vendors, and special exhibits. The beer sampling, of course, included with your ticket price, food and merchandise available for purchase. Um, 21 or older with a valid ID, no exceptions will be allowed. I don't believe they they will not have designated, um, you know, designated driver. I almost said designated drinker, designated driver uh, tickets available. The festival is broken up into two separate sessions. A ticket allows entrance into a specific time session. Festival goers are only permitted to attend one session. The two sessions held on Saturday, June 8th uh, from noon to 4 and again from 6 to 10. All brews and vendors will be the same throughout both sessions. However, bands and special exhibits will change per session. All sales, final tickets, non-refundable and non-transferable. Uh, the Wildwood Beer Fest. We'll put up a link on our uh, on our Twitter account as to where you can get tickets for that. Um, this will be, uh, again, Saturday, June 8th, but you can't buy tickets for both sessions. You can only buy for one. I'm guessing this is to limit the people, you know, and your alcohol use. So, um, you know, that's kind of important, uh, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I get it why um, they're doing something like this. Now, uh, one other thing I wanted to... Um, to to bring up, and I, and I think this is interesting because people have been getting um, a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of grief uh, 
uh, about this because let's face it, there are a lot of festivals. Um, there are a lot of festivals going on in all over the country in terms of beer. So um, Untapped has now decided to put on their own um, beer event that's going to take place down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And if I'm not mistaken, it is taking place where the Char- where the uh, Carolina Panthers play. And I'm just trying to find the link that I had on our Algatulo Craft beer, pass, uh, beer cast page um, to give you a, a little bit more information about it. Who's going to be there, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let me see if I can find this here because I know I put it somewhere. Uh, let's see. Beer, ah, okay. So uh, this was from uh, foodandwine.com. And to, to be honest with you, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a fun event. If you're in Charlotte in May, it is definitely something that you might want to take advantage of. So the Untapped Beer Festival is going to take place Saturday, May 4th from 3 to 8 p.m. The first hour... Uh, will be reserved exclusively for early access and VIP tickets. General admission ticket is $50 for the four-hour session. Uh, it includes live entertainment and a souvenir sampling glass. To get the extra hour, you got early access tickets. cost $65. Designated driver tickets available at the door for 10 bucks. And then, of course, if you want to do the VIP ticket, you got to pay $200 for that ticket. Now, guests are promised for the extra 135 bucks. Guests are promised a special private event in the visitor locker room, including exclusive tasting of VIP-only pours with four breweries, a meet-and-greet with Untapped co-founder CTO Greg Avola, food pairings with beer samples, a commemorative Untapped Beer Festival lanyard VIP badge, and an Untapped Beer Festival swag pack. So you get all of these different things for the one big price. So um, about 37 breweries were listed as of the writing about a week ago, I'm sure that those are going up, and uh, Greg has tweeted out on uh, on Twitter and in other places as well that yes, we're they're getting more uh, brewers, uh, you know, uh, daily. Um, Coronado Brewing is going to be there. In fact, let me just run down the list real quick because the tickets went on sale a couple weeks ago. It's actually so far, it's a pretty decent lineup. Alewife Brewing from Long Island City is going to be there. Uh, you got Bolero Snort's going to be there, which is great. Um, you have Coronado uh, Brewing, as I mentioned, is going to be there. Country Club Brewing from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania will be there. Decadent Ales, Founders. Um, Icarus Brewing is going to be there. That's great. If you haven't checked out Icarus or you're from New Jersey, you're living down there now, uh, you will definitely get a chance to check them out. Legion Brewing will be there. Lagunitas. Modern Times is going to be there. That's fantastic. They have great beer. New Holland. Um... Who else? A lot of local breweries as well. A lot of North Carolina and South Carolina breweries that I see here. Uh, St. Archer from San Diego. you got Resident Culture from Charlotte. Pilot Brewing is going to be there. Protagonist Clubhouse. Revelry Brewing from South Carolina. River Rat Brewing from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. There is a number. Sugar Creek Brewing. We're going to talk about Sugar Creek Brewing in our next segment as well. There is a lot of really good breweries that are going to be here. I don't see why people... You know what? I can understand why people think... There are too many brewing festivals that are going on. I think it depends on the amount of beer and what kind of beer is going to be there. You're getting a good sampling so far of a lot of different breweries from all over the United States as well as in both North Carolina and South Carolina. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just wonder the timing about it. Are beer festivals kind of petering out? Maybe they are, but I think it depends on the festival. If it's a really good festival with really great beer, you're going to go to it much like the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, much like the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest coming up in May at the Well. Really good, excellent beers that are curated. The Hop Culture events, excellent beers that are curated 
by the guys from Hop Culture. They don't just throw any brewery in there. That's a good thing. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world, as well as my review of the documentary Beers of Joy. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jay Sekulow, live. Jay Sekulow, live. Here we are in March of 2019, and the House of Representatives has to take up a vote on anti-Semitism, put a resolution forward in the United States House of Representatives after comments by a member of the Democratic Party and the House of Representatives. You've reached a point in the body politic where you have to apologize because of comments from a member of Congress. Jay Sekulow, live. Weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Joe Piscopo here asking, are you tired of dealing with dummies? Well, experience the smart way to buy a car at Route 22 Toyota with no hidden fees, no back and forth, no pressure, and no wasting time dealing with dummies. Alex Kinsella, the general manager, prides himself on his low lease offers and 0% APR financing for up to 72 months for qualified buyers. And now my buddy Alex wants you to experience their new smart way to service. Listen to my show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. because you'll never know when Route 22 Toyota will be giving me the go-ahead to give away free things like a multi-point inspection and oil change with filter to the first five callers. Call 855-621-9949 and say, Joe sent me. Experience how one caring family in the car business is out to change the entire car business by offering you the smarter way to buy a car and more. 855-621-9949. Route 22 Toyota. Route 22 West, Hillside, New Jersey. Or at Route22Toyota.com. All your and makes excluded. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970. The answer. That's what I'm talking about. Little groove, getting back in here as we welcome you back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O, 
Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for that AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Google, I mean, excuse me, Alexa Ready as well. Just say to your Alexa-enabled device that you want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and bingo, you will get the Craft Beer Cast right from there. Again, Stereo MCs, uh, Ground Level, that's the uh, second track off the Connected uh, album. I love those guys. Just rediscovering uh, some stuff from the 90s. But uh, we'll play some other stuff in the next couple of weeks. Live is coming back with a new concert, a new tour. Uh, they're going to be touring with Bush this summer. They're actually at the PNC. I think it's June 15th, which is a Saturday. I'm loving the fact that a lot of these hard rock shows are on the weekends. So it, uh, it, means, it, doesn't, I, it means that I don't have to take a day off from work the next day, which is always very nice. And I get to hold on to my vacation. Coming up in 10 minutes, Sean McNulty. He's the host of the Selling Craft Beer podcast. He'll join me. Met him at the kickoff to New York City Beer Week at the Brooklyn Expo about two weeks ago. We had such a great talk that I wanted to get him on uh, to talk beer news and other stuff as well about stuff in the New York City area, uh, among other things. Facebook.com slash Selling Craft Beer is the page for more information. Sean's going to join us in just about 10 minutes. Uh, let's get into some beer news. Um, chocolate Pretzel Sunday Morning Stout from Weyerbacher. coming out Saturday, March 23rd, beginning at noon. Uh, again, they're not making Sunday Morning Stout this year, but they're making a kind of variant with chocolate pretzels. Uh, gratuitous amounts of cocoa nibs, cocoa powder, lactose, and unrefined sea salt to kind of give it that pretzel, um, uh, you know, taste in there. Uh, it's available in 16-ounce cans to the public beginning uh, at noon on Saturday, March 23rd. If you are a Jester Court member, you can start picking up your beer beginning at noon on Friday, March 22nd. Uh, it is uh, limited to two four-packs per person. The folks at McKellar Brewing... Uh, have announced the launch of a new beer here delivery program. It started this past week. And, uh, again, the brewery based right out of City Field. A great brewery. If you haven't had a chance to go, you should definitely check it out. 50 taps, half of which are McKellar, and the other half are guest taps, national, world, as well as uh, some other local breweries around the area. So they are released They released a wit, a pilsner, and a dry iris stout, and they're making them available online only and at a price point very accessible. Listen to this. $10 for a four-pack, $30 for a 12-pack, $60 for a case. That's not, well, $30 for a 12-pack. So you're getting $10 for a four-pack, so you're paying more per case. So why couldn't you just buy four four-packs and it would cost you 40 bucks? You know, I'm reading that. I'm thinking the price point, that's a little off, right? $10 for a four-pack, okay, 30 for a 12-pack. So if you buy two, they're charging you 15 a piece. And if you pay $60 for a case, they're charging you $20. That's interesting. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, though I don't know, that includes the shipping if you're buying a 12-pack or a case. I don't know. I have to check that out. So here's the three beers that they've got that they will deliver uh, anywhere, I guess, in New York City. It's available in all five boroughs. Can I get a Wit Wit, which is a Belgian-style Wit dry-hopped with all-American Amarillo, a proper pint, which is... Uh, let's see, replicating Dublin water to create a smooth, dry, Irish-style stout. And then a post-no-pills, a thoroughly local craft pilsner brewed with New York's finest, making it clean and crisp with a distinct attitude. All of these beers under 5% ABV. And again, they will deliver to you if you live in the five boroughs. All you have to do is visit McKellar.com. 
nyc.com slash delivery uh, for more details. Again, they will deliver anywhere in the five boroughs. Now, they're saying available 24-7. I don't think that a brewery is going to be delivering you beer at 4 o'clock in the morning, let's say. Uh, just my guess. But uh, definitely something to check out so you can get McKellar delivered to you if you live in the New York City area. That is pretty cool. Now, Founders Brewing, our good friends from Founders, they have announced a lineup for Founders Fest 2019. It's a celebration of beer and music. It takes place Saturday, June 22nd from 3 to 11 p.m. on the streets surrounding the brewery. It's in, They're in their 12th year. They're estimating about 7,000 attendees uh, at this event. The festival is going to feature uh, Government Mule. Uh, other feature acts include Jamaican musical group Toots and the Maytals, formed in the 60s, uh, and one of the best-known ska and rocksteady vocal groups, American R&B and soul singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and actress Macy Gray, uh, The War and Treaty, uh, Lace, Lady Ace Boogie, and the FBC All-Stars, a musical collaboration of employer, employees from Founders Brewing. Very cool. So they're going to have uh, the lineup of beers that will be available at the event include year-round favorites along with a number of taproom exclusives and limited beers, including those from the brewery's esteemed Barrel Age series. Local and regional food vendors will be serving up their food. Artists Row, a space for local designers and artists to sell their wares, will again be featured at the festival. Ticket sales uh, started this past Wednesday. Um, let's see, $30 each uh, for the tickets. And then we uh, general admission tickets will become available when the early bird tickets are sold out. So if they're sold out by now, it'll cost you an extra 10 bucks at $40. Tickets will also be sold at the gate on the day of the event, as capacity allows, for $45 each, $40 for Mug Club members. And the event is rain or shine, and it's limited to ages 21 and older. And if you want more details on this to check it out in June, just go to foundersbrewing.com. A couple of other quick news notes uh, before we get into uh, a quick review of the movie Beers of Joy, a documentary that I got to see uh, last week. Uh, Braven Brewing Company, a craft brewery and brew pub uh, based in Bushwick, ceased their operations, closed their doors last Monday. Uh, The company has announced plans to sell the lease and the equipment for its 2,500-square-foot brewery, bar, and restaurant. Uh, The place had only opened in September of 2018, so it had only been open for a few months uh, due to and they're closing due to personal and financial reasons. This is in Bushwick on 52 Harrison Place. Marshall Thompson, Eric Feldman uh, founded Braven uh, Brewery. Uh, basically, they started it with a Kickstarter campaign and then ended up having to come up with some more of their uh, money. Now, they do gypsy brew, and uh, apparently they're going to continue to gypsy brew, but they're looking to sell the business. I'm, I'm guessing because of the fact that it is expensive in Brooklyn, uh, they're running a restaurant on top of a brewery, it's very difficult to do these things. Now, if you're looking to purchase the brewery uh, and the space, uh, they have high-efficiency equipment, apparently, uh, a microbrewery and farm brewery license for production of beer for on-site takeaway and distribution sale. Uh, The annual production capacity was around 1,100 barrels, includes all ancillary equipment, process piping and storage for production, uh, and it's located just steps away from the Morgan L train stop. Uh, very interesting, and uh, you know we'll get into this with Sean coming up in our next segment uh, as we're seeing the proliferation of breweries that are closing, small and medium-sized breweries that are uh, closing up shop. Um, you know, a lot of it having to do with finances. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a downturn in the craft beer business. Uh, we'll get Sean's take on it, uh, Sean McNulty's take on it when we come back uh, in uh, just a couple of minutes. Finally, uh, my good friends over at Wet Ticket—they're having their second anniversary celebration. 
This is going to take place at the brewery in Rawway, 1435 Main Street in Rawway, New Jersey, on Saturday, March 23rd from noon to 10 p.m. Uh, you can go there. You don't have to pay anything. If you want a bottle of their newest release for the anniversary, They, uh, you can reserve a bottle of Rawway or the Highway Imperial Porter. It's conditioned on coconut flakes and Madagascar bourbon vanilla beans. Uh, tickets are suggested, not required. Each ticket guarantees you at least one bottle. It's $20, but it also not only includes the 22-ounce bottle, you will get a 16- or 10-ounce pour of anything they have on tap one with the purchase of a ticket. So you get a bottle of beer, plus you get a pour when you get there to pick up your bottle, and it's only 20 bucks. I am definitely going to be there at the event. Uh, I was at the first anniversary party. It was a blast. I will definitely be at the second anniversary one again Saturday, March 23rd from noon to 10 p.m. If you want a bottle of the the uh, new beer that, that's going to be released, the uh, uh, Rawway or the Highway Imperial Porter conditioned on coconut flakes and Madagascar bourbon vanilla beans, you definitely want to check it out. It'll cost you 20 bucks. Finally, I'm going to touch on beers of joy here very quickly, and then I'm going to expand on it in our Suds and Duds segment on the final segment of the show because I don't want to give it short shrift. I got a chance to see this documentary, Beers of Joy, last Friday. Thank you, Jonathan Hack, one of the producers, for inviting me to the program. Very cool place in Brooklyn, the Alamo Draft House. Uh, you get to eat and drink beer. They have a bar inside called the House of Wax. Uh, got to try a number of the beers from uh, AB InBev that were uh, on can. Uh, I'll get into the beers in the Suds and Duds segment. But the movie itself, and you're going to sit here and say, yeah, it's an AB InBev movie, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. It's a great documentary on not only the history of beer, but what brings people together to drink beer. Go into it with that mindset. You're going to enjoy this movie. It's a, it's a journey of two advanced Cicerones attempting to pass the, the prestigious Master Cicerone exam. It's a, you know a test that almost 90%, 95% of the people fail. It's one of the most difficult tests in the world. You have this celebrity chef, home brewer, who's learning about the history of beer and wants to brew beer the way the Pilgrims did uh, when they came to this country. And then you have an acclaimed brewer, an internationally acclaimed brewer, who um, heads to Germany to learn how to make sours and um, uh, Berliner Weisses. And she's doing it already, but she wants to learn more about it and if she's doing the style right. It is a fantastic documentary about beer. If you love beer, if you love to drink beer, you are going to enjoy this movie. I don't care who's making the movie. I don't care who's paying for it. And, and yes, AB InBev was paying for it. It is a phenomenal movie. You will definitely enjoy it. It's on iTunes now and in select AMC theaters. We're going to talk more about it in the Suds and Duds segment because I want to mention the people that were in it. They did a great job. When we come back after a short break, Sean McNulty, host of the Selling Craft Beer podcast, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's foggy and 41 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The United Nations and its agencies will fly its flags at half-staff tomorrow after 19 of its staff members were killed in a plane crash in Ethiopia. All 157 crew members and passengers were killed when an Ethiopian Airlines plane plummeted to the ground this morning shortly after takeoff. It was traveling to Nairobi. Ethiopian media reports the plane was carrying passengers from 35 different countries. Police are responding to reports of a person with a gun at a hospital in New York. SWAT offices are scouring New York Presbyterian Lawrence Hospital in Bronxville. 
dozens of police vehicles and ambulances have arrived on the scene. So far, there are no reports of any injuries. In sports, well, the Knicks unfortunately fell to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 103-92 to is that final score in the NHL. Rangers, Islanders, and Devils all had the night off. Traffic delays, well, at the inbound George Washington Bridge, we don't see any delays on the upper deck. Just reminding you that the lower level and the Palisades approach are slated for all Easy Pass customers only until 6 in the morning. Lincoln and Holland tunnels are a good ride in both directions. New Jersey Turnpike East and Spur North and at Interchange 15. Well, there was an accident here that partially blocked the exit ramp and traffic remains a bit slow from the southern mixing bowl. Traveling through the city, looks like the Harlem River Drive, a good ride. No problems on uh, Westside Highway. Farazano Bridge, looks like lower level eastbound uh, by Staten Island. Left lane blocked with a collision. Flooding continues on the BQE eastbound at Cadman Plaza. And that looks like the right lane still affected. Delays are backed to Atlantic Avenue. Weather for tonight, drizzle and fog remain before 1 a.m. and then gradual clearing, low about 39 degrees. Sunshine expected for tomorrow, high near 54. And then sunny and high near 43 for Tuesday. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AIM 970, The Answer. I'm Tom Kalish from Kane 11 Socks. Whether it's technology or products that make our lives more comfortable, innovation is constantly improving everything. But socks, they haven't changed in 50 years. Traditional sock brands make socks in one size fits all, or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. At Kane 11, we think it's time somebody innovated the sock industry. So we make socks in 11 individual sizes, from 7 to 17, to fit each size foot perfectly. You won't believe what wearing a pair of socks in your exact size feels like until you try them. It's quite remarkable. After all, your feet hold up your whole body, and the better your socks fit, the better your feet are going to feel all day. Our socks are crafted in the USA with fine-gauge merino wool and the perfect weight and cushioning. And our styles? Well, they're designed to work with anything you wear. So step up to the next innovation and try a pair of Kane 11s. See what Esquire, Men's Health, and Golf Digest are all raving about. Save 20% off your first order at Kane11.com. That's K-A-N-E-1-1.com. Kane11.com. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970. The answer, again, a little stereo MCs kind of featuring this album. Uh, just pulled it out of the archives out of my house. I hadn't heard it in so long. Step It Up, one of the big tracks uh, from this uh, this group, uh, kind of hip-hop rap kind of group we uh, discovered at one of my first radio jobs in New York City at Radio Free New York. And uh, we were playing this. We played this album all day, every day. But my next guest is a podcaster, and he's the host of a show, called Selling Craft Beer. He gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less, and he calls it, appropriately enough, The Sixer. He's on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check him out on Instagram as well at sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash sellingcraftbeer. Let me welcome into the program for the first time Sean McNulty. Sean, how are you? Al, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. You're Dude. bringing me back to my uh, college days there at the Stereo MC. There you go, there you go. Yeah, we played that right around 92, 93, so that, that would... Yeah, that, that was not my app. There you go. So, right off the <laughs> top, Sean, 
Right off the top, uh, we met at the New York City Beer Week uh, kickoff at the Brooklyn Expo a couple weeks back, Uh, and it was great to meet you and have a little conversation with you. What was the best beer that you sampled that day? Oh, boy. Uh, There was a brewery from California called, I think it was Casa Agra. They were doing some sour beers in North California. I thought those beers, I mean, there's a ton of great beer there across the board, but that them I didn't know, and the beers really made an impression on me. I, I had them last time they were there. I did not uh, last year when I went to the event. I did not try them again this year. I thought you were going to say Bottle Logic. That green beer that they had made oh, out of seaweed <laughs> was fascinating. I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, I'm not going to like this," and I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked that one. Which was the yeah. one that you looked forward to the most that you enjoyed? I look for uh, actually the, the Burlington stuff was really good too. I've had a little bit of their beer, but uh, the Burlington uh, Beer Company, I was okay. uh, excited to try. They had you know four different beers, you know, a lot of hazy IPA stuff, but uh, yeah. I was happy to see those guys there. Yeah, and I was happy to see Prison City was there, and they they came out with a different yeah. version of their uh, mass riot, the double dry hopped, which I yeah, thought was fantastic. BBH. That was uh, that was also a toss. I forgot about that one. That it, was a top beer. Yeah, a, those guys are doing great stuff. It is amazing to me how that brewery is so small in the middle of nowhere in New York, and their their IPA just continues uh, to impress, impress, impress. We're talking with Sean McNulty, the podcaster. He's also the host of a show called Selling Craft Beer. Gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less, and he calls it The Sixer. He's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check him out on Instagram at sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash sellingcraftbeer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So speaking of which, the podcast that you do, uh, from the the ones that I've listened to, it's it, it's more about the business of beer. Is that correct? Yeah, it's kind of uh, anything developments that are going on in the business. It's not about beer releases or things along those lines. It's more a matter of you know this day and age, people care kind of who owns who or uh, why you know why certain breweries are entering a state. Why why is this beer on my shelf now? Why are there going to be a hundred hard seltzers on my shelf this summer? And kind of giving you a context as to the decisions going on in the business that you're going to then. Uh, manifest themselves on the shelves, on taps in your area, you know, in a few months. So, like, why is all this stuff happening? Well, this is kind of the rationale for it. Well, we're going to talk about the hard seltzers in a minute, but I posted an article (laughs) on the Facebook page a couple of days ago about how Braven Brewery and Brew Pub is shutting down its operation in Brooklyn, and we're seeing so many mid-level brewers either scaling back or shutting down totally. We've seen a number in Oregon, which was a hotbed yep. uh, of craft brewing, and, and now all of a sudden we're seeing a lot of these guys uh, going by the wayside or changing their packaging to kind of reinvent themselves. Green Flash is another perfect example. You know, big breweries yep. spread out everywhere, and then all of a sudden, boop, they they disappear. Why do you think that trend exactly. is happening? Uh, there's two reasons. I mean, one uh, thing is a brewery is a business, so not everybody who runs a business is a good business person. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is either... You know, we get over leveraged. They need to make some bad choices. Uh, planning on growth is not going to happen. And then B, you know, no one knows what the saturation point for a given area is. A beer is becoming an inherently local product. I mean, uh, I was looking at Google Maps yesterday, and I'm based in New York City. I'm going to Jersey this weekend. Mm. And just in North Jersey, in your area, there was three new breweries that I never heard of, you know, in, in three months since the last time I was there. You know, at right. what point is there too much and how many Brewers in the neighborhood or county need, you know, no one knows that answer. Well, that's We're finding out. That's an that's an interesting point because there's one that's going to be opening very soon. They just started brewing in Jersey the other day. They're going to be, I think, they're going to be Bergen counties or Passaic County. I, first uh, brewery, Ghost uh, Talk uh, Brewing. We've had the guys on the show okay. before, and they're going to okay. be one of the first in that area. And and it's interesting because. You're right. At some point, how many is too many? Now, obviously, that county has none of them, so you have to drive elsewhere in order to get it. So I, I get that point of it. They, they're going to be the first. But 
Um, even yeah. in, even where I live in Union County, there are not as many breweries as you would think, and so there's room for growth in those areas. But in some areas, like South Jersey, has a, a large proliferation of, of breweries, and many of them are very good, some not so good. And and I'm wondering, yeah, yeah. I, I see, in Jersey, I think we haven't reached the saturation point yet because it's we're just over 100 breweries. I think there is room for more, but I think in other areas of the country, you're right. I mean, San Diego is a wonderful hotbed for craft breweries. Unfortunately, yeah. there are so many of them, you can barely scratch the surface on trying to try a lot of these guys. Yeah, and that's a long-standing beer culture. I mean, craft beer, relatively speaking, is a new thing to New York and New Jersey, California, West Coast, you know, San Diego. Right. They've been doing this for 20, you know, 20 plus years. They're OG, you know. So mm-hmm. it depends on what your beer community is, too, where they've seen it all. You know, you're not going to surprise them. Or here, it's like, oh, I didn't know about this. Word's still getting out. I'm sure you have friends who you bring. are like, oh, this is really cool. Yep. You know, there's not a lot, a lot of that going on in Portland, Oregon, or San Diego, California, no, I would think. That, that's true. And the other thing is, um, and, you know, it's so funny that we met at a beer festival, if you want to call it. I mean, it's a kickoff to a beer week or whatever. But essentially, it's a festival. Um, the thing that I love about those beer festivals, especially uh, when there are different breweries there that I have not tried before, and maybe I can't get to a lot of these places, it gives me a good point you know, to sample some different beers, and maybe, hey, if I go to this part of the country, this is something that I would like to try. But uh, I don't know if you agree with me, Sean. Do you think that there are yeah. too many of these beer festivals out there? It seems like there's one every weekend. I get pulled all the time, like, hey, come to this one, come to that one. And I, I kind of, at this point now, I have to cherry pick which ones I go to because I don't want to just sit there for four hours and drink anything. I want to be able to get, you know, better quantity, I guess, or better quality uh, as quality. opposed to quantity. Yeah, Beer Fest, I mean, traditionally just been, hey, a distributor will bring in 100 breweries. They have, you know, random people pouring beer, people coming. That, that kind of festival, uh, to me, is probably not have a, a long future in it. But people are looking for new ways to make money off of craft beer. A festival certainly the way. I, I'm a bit fatigued at it as well. I mean, how many are you going to pick and choose? It's, as you said, it's a full-day commitment. You're there for four hours. And quite frankly, when you leave, right. you're not going to have a very productive day. So unless it's a real top-tier thing, and you know, along the lines of it, what we went to or uh, the, you know, the AC Beer Fest coming right. up, or if you're going to go to, you know, Hunapu Day, you know, is going on mm-hmm. in Tampa, or if you're going to go to Jay Wakefield Fest, uh, I was at Extreme Beer Fest in Boston. But even that, this is just the first three months. It's, you know, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> and, and, totally, totally. And, and that's yeah, it's crazy, you know. See, that's the thing. Like, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, it's not just beer. There's bands, there's right. things to do. There there are other things to do than just drink beer, which is good, and you can kind of space it out as as you're going. There are some beer fests where all it is is beer. So if you're not a drinker or you don't want to drink the same stuff over and over again, maybe you're going to save your money for that event. I like events that have a little bit more uh, than, than just beer a part of them. We're talking with Sean McNulty. He's a podcaster, host of a show called Selling Craft Beer, giving you all the info you need about uh, the business of beer in six minutes or less. He calls it The Sixer. He's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check him out on Instagram at sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash sellingcraftbeer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Sean, last question from me. Um, AB yep. InBev last week bought their first spirits company, which was once owned by Ballast Point. So many places right. are now trying to produce alternatives to craft beer. Is this a flash in the pan or is this a new trend that we're seeing? Uh, you're going to see this going forward. Uh, beer is stagnating um, in terms of sales in a large sense. You know, the growth is in tap rooms, you know, and uh, you tell these brewers are opening. They're opening tap rooms. They're not opening beer to sell in stores on the whole. There's only so much room for that. So people are like, well, what can we do to diversify? You go to hot categories. So that means 
you know, hard seltzers were huge this past summer. Right. And you're going to see, you know, I think 30 to 40 craft breweries announced they're doing their own seltzer line. Harpoon just announced theirs last week. Um, so you're going to see a lot more. And people want lower alcohol things where these, you know, craft beers on the whole, usually mm. pretty, you know, 6 to 10%. And people, are, you know, want to hang out and just not, you know, get messed up or want to just have a few things with their friends. There aren't that many options out there. So the diversification is going to be, and you know, any, any beer executive will tell you, wine and spirits are taking share from, you know, from beer. So they're looking to diversify it as a, as a hedge bet against, you know, that trend. Yeah, and, and, and it is interesting, Sean, because I've noticed that when I go, I, I love to buy my beer at a brewery. I have a brewery right next door, in, okay. uh, next town over from me. And when they have fresh cans, I love to pick up the fresh cans from there. Now, I could go to my local liquor store around the corner or whatever and get the same beer. The price point's about the same. There's really no markup, et cetera, et cetera. But I do find it interesting when I go to some liquor stores and I see stuff that have been sitting there for months and months, yeah. it, it makes me think twice about, you know what? I know that the brewer is going to have fresher beer, and that's a big factor in my decision. So I, I get what you're saying there. And also with the with the seltzer thing, my wife is looking to drink you know those types of things. It's yeah. always the low alcohol content. Sam Adams has a new beer that's coming out that's lower in alcohol. Dogfish Head has done it for, for the last couple yep. of years. So I, I, I get what you're saying there. My guest has been uh, Sean McNulty. He's a podcaster. He's the host of a little show called Selling Craft Beer. He gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less. He calls it the Sixer. He's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check him out, sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash sellingcraftbeer. Sean, great to meet you a couple of weeks ago, and thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. You got it. Up next, time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder. The Larry Elder Show. Policies enacted by FDR account for, according to these researchers, 60% of the weak recovery. Without the policies, they contend that the Depression would have ended in 1936 instead of the year that the slump actually ended, 1943. Calling this the Green New Deal shows profound historical ignorance. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-651-0798 to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. 1-800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970 and Mike will give you 30% off plus free shipping. That's right, 30% off and free shipping with promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Jay Sekula, live on top of the world. Weeknights at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. 
Oh yeah. This is one of my favorite songs off of uh, the Stereo MCs album. We're back here on the the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Sorry, I get distracted by this song. This is great. This is called the end, and this is the final segment of the program. So it would be the end of this week's program. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook dot com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to the shows on both of those platforms. Before we get to Suds and Duds, I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, Beers of Joy, this documentary that I saw last week. A couple of the beers that will be in Suds and Duds this week are from uh, this movie uh, screening that I got to see at the Alamo Draft House uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Great little place. Um, had a lot of fun uh, at this event, and thank you, Jonathan Hack uh, from AB InBev, uh, who invited me to this. He's one of the producers of the film. So before you get started and say, "Look, it's an AB InBev film; they're they're sponsoring it." Blah, blah, blah. Yes, they put up money. So did uh, Popular Mechanics, a couple of other sponsors, and yes, a number of the people that are involved in this movie that that you see interviewed the some of the stars of the movie. Yes, are employed. By AB InBev. But this is more of a story about beer itself and the history of beer than it is just about AB InBev. Does it provide uh, Anheuser Busch InBev with a promotional tool for some of their breweries? Certainly. But if you take that out of it for a moment and you watch the film, you can watch it on iTunes. Uh, I know it's at some select AMC theaters. You will definitely get uh, what I got out of it, in a pr- at least I think so and maybe you will too, an appreciation of beer and how it's made and what brings us together to share uh, a glass of beer. Uh, One of the things that they gave out was a bottle opener. It says, Beers of Joy, and at the bottom it says, Pour with Vigor. Because they tell you that when you're pouring a beer, you want to release all the carbon dioxide. That's where you get the head, the foam, all of that. So that's an important part of, of having a beer. But it's also, the other part of it is relationships. You know, yes, you can drink alone, but more often than not, when you're drinking a beer or a glass of wine or a cocktail, you're drinking it with other people and you're sharing stories and you're, you know, you're commiserating with one another. That's the point of this film. At least that's what I got out of it. It's about, you know, doing different things. So real quick, uh, the story um, takes uh, four people on these different journeys. Uh, Tanya Cornette. She's uh, the award-winning innovation uh, brewmaster at Ten Barrel Brewing. She goes to Germany and Italy to discover how to make a true Berliner Weiss, right? Um, she brings her beers, gets to meet uh, a person that she's respected for a very long time, and uh, learns about, you know, the art of brewmaking in Germany and what goes on and, you know, what, what are they doing different than what, what uh, people are doing here in America. So you get to follow her story. Then it follows uh, beer educator Ryan Daly and Joel, uh, Joe Vo- uh, Vogelbacher, who's the CEO and co-founder of Sugar Creek Brewing. They are not affiliated with AB InBev, uh, as they attempt to pass the Master Cicerone exam. 
which is the hardest test in the world for, for beer connoisseurs. Uh, then it also to- tells the story of Sean Paxton, a self-taught chef and home brewer, and his, I guess, search to discover the historical roots of culinary and brewing techniques and how they inspire modern-day uh, cooking and brewing, right? So he puts together this whole dinner. He learns how to cook, how the pilgrims cooked, and, and uh, you know, they brew a beer that would have been um, reminiscent of what it was in in, uh, in pilgrim times when they came to America. Again, like I said, it's a fascinating film. Uh, David Swift uh, is a, the writer-director with Scott Owen and CEO of 111 Entertainment. It is, I'm telling you, it's a great movie. Uh, d- look past the whole A.B. and Bev thing, okay? Um, the most important thing it's the story of beer. It's about beer. It's about how we got to drinking beer. It's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. It's about two hours. Listen, if you're sitting at home one night, you got an you got an iPad or whatever, pop it on iTunes. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. It's a fun, uh, enjoyable uh, you know film that uh, that I and I got a lot out of it very much. So thanks, John, for uh, inviting me to the um, uh, to the screening. I had a great time, and so let's get into some of the beers that I had there. So. Obviously, the beers that they were going to have there were related to AB InBev. They had a couple beers from Blue Point. Uh, one of them was the Sure Thing, which I haven't had yet. It's kind of a thin lager, not enough taste for me. Um, I, I, you know, I measure a lot of my lagers by toasted lager from Blue Point. To me, that is the gold standard for me when it comes to a good lager. Uh, there are other good lagers out there, too, but toasted, toasted lager is the one that got me uh, into craft beer and wanting to do something like this uh, in terms of a radio show. So... Um, it's okay. It's not great. Um, if, if it was the only option, would I drink it? Probably. But would I go out of my way to get it? Probably not. Uh, I had the cinnamon cherry crush by 10 barrel brewing. This was really good. Um, and this is obviously a beer that Tanya makes lots of cherry, not getting a lot of cinnamon out of it. Uh, tart, not bad. Um, I enjoyed this enough that I had a second one. It was very, very good. I like this one a lot. I wish there was a little bit more cinnamon in it, but you know, what can you do? The other beer that I had there Oh, and I had the IPA by Blue Point. Good middle-of-the-road IPA. Nothing special jumped out at me. Blue Point makes some some really good IPAs. The Hazy Bastard is a fantastic IPA uh, from them. But this one, eh, not that great, to, to be perfectly honest. Sugar Creek Brewing, though, who was there, Joel Vogelbacher, uh, the Big O. Uh, this is a great beer. Blood Orange. Uh, delicious, not overpowering at all. I really thought I was going to get overpowered with the citrus. It wasn't. It was perfectly balanced. This guy knows how to make great beer. Uh, I wish they were in the New York, New Jersey area because I'd buy more of it, but maybe it's time i got to take a trip down to uh, North Carolina. There are plenty of breweries down there that I would love to check out. As we move on here on the Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So my neighbor, Greg, uh, travels all over the eastern seaboard. So he's up in Massachusetts uh, a couple weeks ago. And he says, listen, I'm over at Trillium. You want any beers? I go, do I want any beers? Are you crazy? Get me one of everything. So he brings me back a sample four-pack that he put together. So I've started cracking into them. Trillium makes great beer. Uh, the first up I had was the Double Dry Hopped Scaled uh, by Trillium. Uh, dank, dry, delicious, hoppy, juicy, all those different elements in there. I mean, this thing is a juice bomb like you wouldn't believe. It is fantastic. A spot-on beer. Had the metal from Trillium, smooth, and I love the bite on the back end. Uh, Just a really, really good beer. So my neighbor has gotten into a lot of stouts. So he brings me pot and kettle. Lots of coffee flavor in this one, very smooth. 
uh, as I described it on Untapped, like velvet, uh, oatmeal. You got a lot of different uh, flavors playing off here, and not a super high ABV either. So it's one of those you can drink, but you know maybe after one, or t- maybe after two or three of them, you probably have to stop because uh, you know it'll catch up to you. But a really, really good beer, uh, pot and kettle. Then uh, my neighbor broke out. We were we were having a little get together to sample some other different beers, and had the uh, double shot espresso by Treehouse. This was really nice, super smooth, boozy. Um, definitely a beer that you have to share with a couple of people. It is certainly not something uh, that you should be drinking, you know, one on one, you know, as a solo beer. Um, and then he broke out, which I hadn't had before from Sierra Nevada, uh, a trip in the woods maple scotch. They were doing it. I think the trip in the woods was a number of different variations. And this one happened to be maple. The scotch flavor was great in it, not overpowering. The maple syrup, though, with the scotch, boy, did that smooth it out nicely. And that was one that had a pretty decent-sized glass. Sip it slow. You know, take your time over an hour or whatever. Uh, Trust me, you will be enjoying yourself with that one. That was a fantastic beer. As we continue on here with the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, The good folks over at Paragon Tap and Table had a uh, Cape May Brewing uh, Tap Takeover. I I was a little underwhelmed because there wasn't... A lot of the beers they had there, I'd already had. I've had Cape May's IPA. I've had Coastal Evacuation, which is a really good beer. Um, so the only t- they had, um, uh, oh my god, Snag and Drop, which is great. One of their danker beers. It's not a juice bomb, but it's dank. It's got piney. It's really, really good. That's definitely one uh, you want to check out. I think that's like a ten percenter. Comes in sixteen ounce cans. Very good. In fact, I still have one in my basement. Uh, but I had the Summer Down Under. Uh, nice pale ale, nice bite to it, a um, little bit of juice, uh, but j- kind of an easy um, five percenter that kind of, you know, you can have a couple and not feel uh, too overwhelmed. So that was really good. And then I had uh, a juice bomb from Sloop Brewing. Uh, these guys know how to make beer, too. Uh, just juicy, really smooth, delicious, uh, you know, just a, just an excellent beer. Sloop is making some good stuff, and they're in Jersey now, which is great. Uh, so very excited about that. But um, the Cape May folks, they're really starting to make some good beer. They're really making a big push uh, to make great beer. And uh, it, it's nice to see them uh, come up south uh, and get into northern New Jersey. Uh, I, whether or not they're poised for a breakout, I don't know. Uh, I think they are. I think that's the plan. I think that's what they want to do, which is why they want to start distributing other people's beers as well. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Cape May... Nice job, and uh, as always, my folks over at Paragon, uh, Ernie and and um, and Sherm, uh, always doing a great job over there. So uh, thanks uh, for the beers and thanks for the hospitality as well. But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Sean McNulty, the host of the Selling Craft Beer podcast, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at six a.m. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Cheers, everybody.